Hello, everybody, and welcome to uh, Dynamite After Dark. <laughs> this is your host, Zanman Shane Sabunium, the king of expatriates, along with my good buddy, Jeff. And, um, Jeff, I think somebody really needs to explain to All Elite Wrestling, not that, again, I'm not grateful that they're giving us entertainment at this time when hardly anything else is, but that not only can a match between Sean Spears and Cody Rhodes not hold us captive for two uh, two straight commercial breaks, like within three minutes of each other. But Sean Spears should not be main eventing two straight dynamites in a row. You know, here's the funny thing. Um, before we get involved with setting up, I, I set up some tweets that I've done. A lot of people are still on We are. Well, I'll even go a step further. If if he's in the main event next week, we're not doing this show. No, I I I can't do it. I can't. I well 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 if if we if we do it, it's not going to be with me being able to be able to comment on the main event because I'll shut the fucking show off. I um I was going to ask you about this because next week I have to go Well. I don't think I have anything. I don't. I don't think I, I don't think I have anything else going on. So it probably worked pretty well. Sean Spears is not going to be a part of this until there's a tournament that they put out in the ring. So and this will not affect. In fact, I think I think I'll raise you one on that. I think I think I'm gonna. I think I'll run to A grab a burger and fries, and this weekend I'll pick up like a like a six pack of uh, Angry Orchard or something. And I'll probably be drunk by the time we're done with it, by the time the show's over. You want to, uh, you know, maybe run some of your meat and then pick up a cheeseburger and fries? Uh, no, because then I'd have to go all the way to Hibbing, and that would be breaking quarantine. No, no, it's not. <laughs> not, not if you're delivering your meat to the door. Um... The, the tough thing, the, the tough thing would actually be going to A and W and not getting root instead of you know drinking drinking the Angry Orchard along with it. Yeah, but the A and W root beer is so good. I don't even like. I don't honestly, you know, the A and W root beer is so good. I don't even like making root beer floats out of it. I mean, I do because I do because my wife loves it, loves it. So I've had that a couple of times over the last week. But but really, I would I really like the A and W just straight. Honestly. See, I can't do barks just because I know there's caffeine in it, and there should never be caffeine in root beer. I ignore that fact because I enjoy the caffeine. Ah, makes sense. So, anyway, nice show. I could have used more caffeine tonight because I could I could barely stay awake during. This show was this show was bad, in my opinion. I mean, um, in a lot of ways, it's I want these types of shows to be with you know some jobber matches sprinkled in there, and some solid wrestling sprinkled in there, you know. But the last half hour, I I I couldn't stay awake. You know, I was I kind of dozed off during the uh, Jake Hager promo things, um, and you know I I didn't like that it opened with a jobber match. 
um, you know, I think I think if it opened up with with um, Hikaru Shida versus Britt Baker, I would have been a lot more enthused about the show overall. See, and mine was mine is I felt that way. Yeah, I felt that same way too. Um, I mean, it, it was at least twenty minutes, I would say. Um, and yeah, and and Baker, you know, the the only thing I you know the only thing I can say negative about Chelsea Baker versus the Karashida is that, um, and yes, I'm keeping the Chelsea thing going. Is that <laughs> is that um, I think I think they really need to do they really need to have Baker come out. And I don't know if they'll even do this because I they you know they taped all these all these shows in a row knowing they were going to be shut down. Um, I think that what happened in that match in the last five minutes or so, it re- it really needs a, a strong heel promo by Baker the following week just because with her fighting with the way her face was bloodied and stuff, it's a lot like Austin did at WrestleMania 13, you know where it where it, it has the it has the ability to turn her baby face after so much work as turning her heel. In my opinion, well, she kind of delivered somewhat of what we were looking for. It's just that the people outside of the Yeah. I, I think she's yeah, I, and I and I do agree with you. I think she's improving quite a bit. Um, a lot, you know, a lot of times that it, that's the way it is with young wrestlers. Like you, like they're just not going to work as a babyface, and and you know it's and um, even though it's usually the the heel that kind of controls the pace of a match, 
it's still a great learning experience to be a heel and play that role in the match. And I think Baker's really coming into her own by doing that. Um, and, and, and when you're against someone with the, I mean, she's new to American fans, but, but, but somebody with the experience that Hikaru Shida does in stardom and other Joshi promotions, um, being in there guiding her, I think helps a lot as well. And she got a great rub by, by being strong against the number one woman in the company. Absolutely. Um, you know, and, and I was just thinking, you know, I was just thinking, I, I was asking that she is the number one woman in the promotion. Um, and I meant talent wise, but she's also the number one contender. Um, and, and it made me think like, you know, you know, Nyla Rose hasn't been around probably because of the stuff going on with COVID. Um, and, I, and I, but I, but I wonder what the deal is with Hangman Page not being around um, because he was there for the first couple of weeks. And I'm just wondering, did they, did they decide since they're not doing the blood and guts that they're just going to keep him off of there? Or do you think it was Hangman's choice? Because it, because I think it's a wise decision to keep the hottest guy in the company away when there, away when there's not crowds out there to, to keep him going hot. Yeah, yeah, maybe maybe they could do that weekly with guys like Pot, like Pack and uh, Darby and Hangman, um, even even guys like uh, uh, what are they what do they call themselves? Um, uh, I can't even think of the name. The you know that, that I just I just lost it. Jack Evans and his partner, you know. Oh yeah, uh, Hybrid Two. Hybrid Two, yeah. So. Uh, best friends one's a strong zero. It really was. I, I did. I did like Jericho's idea though. They should call themselves the Jack, whatever the Japanese were for best friends. That 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 cracked me up. And, and it cracked me up even more that I thought Jericho probably wouldn't actually know what that phrase was, considering his years spent. I mean, I know he's not fluent in Japanese, but I would have thought he would have been able to put those two words together, you know.
I, I, I think my favorite thing that he said was, and because it just because it was funny the way he delivered it, but also because, you know, you and I believe it to be the truth, where, where, where uh, Shivani said, there's been a lot of great wrestlers to come out of Canada, haven't there, Chris? And, and, and I bet you're one of them, right? And Chris said, yeah, I'm the, I'm the best wrestler to come out of Canada or anywhere else. Skiavone. Were you like, were you like me that in that, in that, uh, I think it was this, it was the, yeah, it was the women's match when he was like, um, the, uh, the well-schooled feet or the learned feet or what, what is that line supposed to be is ski of, ski of own. And, and Tony's like, yeah, well-schooled feet sounds right. And then, and then a couple, I was like yelling at my TV. It's like, it's educated feet. It's educated feet. And like two minutes later, he's like, there's those educated feet again. He goes like, oh, I got it, Tony. I got it. Yeah, and, and you know, the, the other thing with the, about that tag match is I've never really been impressed with Michael Nakazawa, but I, I'd like to, I, I did like a, like some of the stuff he did in this match. You know, I, I like the spot with the with the chops and the baby oil. <laughs> you know, and, and and I loved when he was doing that train thing, like when he had Trent at the, you know, he had, when he, where he had his crotch on the on the turnbuckle and he was like like a train, like he was like he was running it, running it when it went to, when it went to commercial. That was, that cracked me up too. Yeah, because Sean Spears was in it. Oh, sorry. I'm getting sick of Cody of Cody being able to use the belt in the middle of the match and not get disqualified or even admonished for it. Mm-hmm. They have. Like every, every match he's doing is just Do you do you ever feel like after after watching 
what um, Cody does now and what Jay Lethal has done for the last couple of years that you and I stepped through a wormhole into a different reality where people don't know how to color, how to counter the figure four. Yeah. Because for, because for, because for, yeah, because for, because for like 30 years, like we've watched guys like Ric Flair and Buddy Rogers and um, Buddy, not, um, who am I? Buddy, Buddy Landell, and um, even uh, Dusty Rhodes, you know, like do the figure four, and they, people people would roll over to counter it, or they crawl to the ropes to be able to counter it, and now it seems like nobody knows that there's counters to the figure four. Well, in all fairness, the only time uh, Flair was ever countered on the figure four when he was See, because I feel like I feel like for years, and I and I forgot to say Eddie, Eddie Gower, not in that rant I was I was doing, but um, you know, I feel like for like for the first twenty years I watched wrestling, if not more, that every time I saw somebody get into figure four, or at least once a match I saw somebody get into figure four, they would turn it over on them, and then they would have to both like both throw to the ropes to get broken up. And now that seems like it doesn't happen anymore, and it's just weird. Now, 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 don't get me wrong, like. Obviously, rolling over somebody over to a figure four does not actually reverse the pressure, but but I mean that but that's been the narrative over the last thirty years. And that was that was common with Flair. I mean, when Flair was the heel and Flair sent the Flair over to the heel, that's when you could see more out of Flair. And you know, not to mention the fact that he was uh, he was able to get the Yeah. Or get some real kind of push out of it. And how and how the hell did I not see Greg the Hammer Valentine? <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. When you're talking about the <laughs> you know, I, I'm not gonna lie, I was actually kind of surprised. The first major demonstration of this was um uh the Dream Machine. Greg Yeah. So did my brother. My brother Trav was a big Buddhist of Barber BK fan. I actually remember shaving my head when I was a kid in the Buddhist store because of the Buddhist thing. So so that's why I shaved my head. I can just picture you like walking down like as a kid, like walking down the halls of school with those hedge clippers just chopping. <laughs>
Yeah, you know, you know, I was actually going to say that I know that you know another tattoo you loved a lot was the Rockers, especially when they were the Midnight Rockers in AWA. And and uh, and the and the latest crime in sports is about Marty Jannetty and all his troubles with the law. So you may want to, and it's like a three-hour episode. Plus, 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 this is the first week that my that my wife signed up for um for their Patreon show, and at the end of every one of their shows, they read off a list of all their um what they call their producers that 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 uh you know that appear on that do their patreon and you'll love you'll love to hear the way they butcher my last name on there nice <laughs> it's, it's worse than ski of own i'll tell you that much right now i've known a few of Um, and from from what I've read, he's he's the he's the color commentator for the next three weeks of of TV at least too. You know, I I, I still I still would really love to see him him and Cody on the op, on opposite sides of of Shivani, sandwiched between them. You know, I think that would be a lot of fun. Right, and my, so my, I think I just think that I, the dynamic of those two having to having to work, you know, that close to each other and, and talk back and forth when they're leading their respective teams against each other in blood and guts would, and they already have this rivalry, and you know, Jericho calling him an idiot every week would just be great. You know? I think. I, I, I love. I don't know what time of the day. Pineapple Pete. That was the, that was the other thing with, with the with the Cody match. Thank you for bringing that up. Is like, you know, they did so much in this match that if I if I liked Sean Spears even a little bit, if even if I had a little bit in me that to have the ability to like Sean Spears, I probably would have been cheering for Sean Spears against Cody tonight because of the belt thing. Because because Cody was having Pineapple Pete hold Sean Spears for him to attack him because Brady Rose was interfering for Cody, and then because of the of the whole you know the double crossroad thing, not being able to get the job done. And, and you know, are you, are you kidding me with the announcers, not with the announcers, not being able to believe that people kick out of the crossroads anymore because nobody, the crossroads doesn't finish anybody off anymore. Ever, ever. Yeah.
Yeah, and, and he, you know, if he, if he was doing, you know, eye rakes and, you know, rope rakes with, you know, across the ropes with the head and things like that, I'd be, you know, that, that'd be one thing. But, but when he's actually using interference in front of the referee and foreign objects in front of the referee and not getting disqualified for it, then that isn't just him being a heel. That also breaks the, that also breaks the reality of the rules of this universe. No, what, no, I, I disagree. When Hogan used the weight belt, it was when he was a heel as part of the NWO. Yeah, but when he was calling the referee last week, when he was going back to the But I don't think he did it in front of the referee at those times. Oh. You know, I, I think I think when he was in the NWO, he did he did it um, in front of the referee, but. There, you you could make the argument that the referee was was you know being cowed by the NWO because they got they beat the shit out of everybody, right. and, and you could also make the argument that the referee was was letting it go because he wanted somebody to beat the NWO and take the title away from them. You know. Yeah, that's another good point. You, you know, you know. So I mean, I, there's reasons for it there. Where it, whereas you know, what what is it that Hogan, that that Cody is such a dictator that he that if some if somebody disqualifies him, he's going to um, he's going to fire them because I don't I don't buy that with his character. So yeah, but is that part of his character that he's that much, that he's that much of an asshole? It's not. You know. Yeah, I mean he's. It's weird because I do think he's one of the best storytellers in the world. But I, but but I'm it's, I'm getting to the point where I don't want to watch him wrestle anymore. I think with me, it started with the cage match against Wardlow because he had no business winning that match. No. That's probably, yeah, probably. But that's what happened. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's very true. I mean, it ended, it ended, you know, it ended up, you know, with, with the, with MGF winning, which he had to, given everything else that had gone on. But, um, but I still think that that Cody should have lost that cage match because he still could have gotten his ass kicked in it, and he still could have looked strong, but lost a word though, like he should have. So. He, Cody should have lost all of those challenges. Yeah. Like, he should have really 
Yeah, I mean, I remember that you and I coming in, going into it, were like, you know, we could have been, we could have been so excited for this feud, for this match, and and we're just totally, it's it's a wet popcorn fart. Yeah, that's pretty much what it was. But then, but then we really enjoyed watching the match and and that whole pay per view, you know. So. Yeah. Um. You know, I and I don't know if you saw this or not, Jeff, but I but um, Fight TV announced today that they have a new service called Fight TV Plus where you can sign up for it for five bucks a month and you get two bucks back every month for that you can use for a future one of their events. And then it's basically like there there's events that are like a month old that you're that you have available for free to watch. But I would so so I was like, oh that might be interesting. So I went and looked at the list and it's like all the wrestling shows that are on there are like CCW shows, FSW shows, and there's like something called AXW. I was really hoping there was like some GCW stuff so we could like see like stuff that Joey Janela does with his home promotion and see him actually look great as opposed to what he's looked at like in, in AEW. But uh, unfortunately, that isn't the case. I didn't. I didn't go back. I didn't keep going back and looking, but it, but it looks like there's stuff that's at least a year old on there. If they went back to like uh, 2010, 2011, some of the Moxley stuff, some of the uh, um, I can't remember what the guy's name. Did they even have Fight TV in 2010, 2011? Did they need it if they get the if they get the rights to the library? Well, that's true. But I but I'm guessing that this is this stuff that actually aired on Fight. Yeah, I mean there might be there might be I wonder I'm, I'm guessing there might be some of the future stars of wrestling shows that are worth watching, but. And speaking speaking of, um, I mean I'm on the I think I may end up signing up for the and okay so we can cover that on future episodes of Yeah, I, I'm I'm um watching well i'm i'm behind I'm, I'm two episodes or three episodes into uh titans right now but and i but i obviously i don't want to start watching um oh what's i can't even think of the other name of the other show but they, but there's a spin-off that's basically a spin-off from that show that's kind of like the x-men so i'm looking forward to watching that but it but they spin off from Titans, so i don't want to watch it until i get through titans Yeah, with with Black Lightning, I don't think it matters when you watch that because I don't because that doesn't actually spin off from from Arrow. So it's still part of the Arrowverse, so it doesn't feel like part of the Arrowverse. The only time that Black Lightning mixes in with the other shows is during Crisis on Infinite Earths, which is in the final season of the of Arrow. So so be season so I think season eight. Yeah.
the funny thing is that I that I, I you know I told you that you know I got it partly to watch um, the DC animated universe uh, movies and and I watched the Flashpoint paradox and then like the day after after I watched the Flashpoint paradox I saw an article where it was like um, you know the top you know the the uh, the DC animated movies ranked in order. And Flashpoint Paradox was like the 26th best one. And I was like, I fucking love that movie. Are you kidding me? <laughs> but, 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 but they said it was too dark. They, they, said it, they said it was, you know, the people, you know, the Flash fans finally got a Flash movie and it was too dark. It's like, it's like, are you kidding me? That's the entire, that's, that's the entire point of the Flashpoint Paradox is, is that he's got to save us from a, from a dark universe that's about to destroy itself, you know? And if it was, and if it was, uh, but they probably wanted something more like Justice League War, which, despite the name, was pretty campy, really. Um, but, but, uh, you know, you know, these legions of aliens attacking, and they're able to fight them off pretty handily. But, but, um, you know, with with the Flashpoint paradox, like, like if he had, if he had saved his mom, and then it turned into like a a land of puppies and flowers and rainbows popping up everywhere and everybody was happy then what would be the point of him going back and changing reality back the way it was you that know was the one thing i disliked about the flash um as opposed to the series that the um old bat Nick found that the bat had that's what i think it was season two no it was season three i thought season three was that terrible one No, season three was the one that dragged on and on and on, where where he like his future self was yeah, the, was the main boss. That was the flash. No, was, no. Yeah, it was season two was when the uh, end of the flash and the series and the first two and they had that. Okay. Huh, okay. So season three is when the he got Maybe I'm thinking of season four then. It was maybe season maybe season four is the one that's a drag then. But but uh Okay. Yeah, I, do, I just know that at the end of one of those seasons, I was like, this dragged way too much, and um, and 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 the it ended it ended with a perfect stopping point. So I was like, okay, I'm off. So to be honest, those twenty two episodes could have been had they did three or four episodes for the reason why why the series was destroyed during the series. That's why. Well, no, I'm not talking about three or four episodes. I'm talking about an entire season where I kept going, is something going to happen? Is something going to happen? Is something going to happen? You know, so. Uh, yeah, that sounds like... <laughs>
we're way off topic, but I don't care. This wasn't a, this wasn't a, you know, I think we've covered everything to cover on this show. So. We are doing Indie Mania Day One. Are we gonna do both? Is it day two and day one? Yeah, because I'm not gonna have time to watch day two all and then also get and I'll then also refresh myself on Best in the World. So Okay, so we are doing day two first. If you're up for it, if you're not, we won't do it. Yeah, I guess fine. Okay. Uh, probably three because you'll have Arlo in two weeks. No, in two weeks I'm sick. Oh, okay. Because I don't have him next week and then the week after I have him. Oh, I think I'm going to be sick for like two weeks. <laughs> I'm counting three weeks by going one, two, three. <laughs> Why would I count next week as week one? Because I do. <laughs> Maybe you should be drunk tonight, too. Um, you know, the, the, yeah, you know, I, I, I agree with that. You know, I, I just, I just can't stand Sean Spears being in the main event again. Um, I really, I really did enjoy the women's match though. I enjoyed the tag match and, you know, the couple of things we didn't mention was, you know, um, Brody Lee was in another jobber match. And 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 I really would like to I really would like to have them to have somebody step up to be his next, you know, some somebody real for him to face, you know. Um, not that I can think of. So how are they the number one contenders? They're the number one contenders? Yeah. I have no idea. They're 5-0 and oh, they have three women's matches. Oh, I missed that. I might, that might have been when I fell asleep during the Moxley, Moxley, uh, uh, Hager stuff. I think I'm set up.
let me ask you something because you you watch you watch that. Was Jake Hager on the top five? Okay, that I don't get because he has he only had like two matches. No, he's had like four and he's undefeated. Well, I know he's undefeated, but I thought he only had like two matches. Jericho was the number two contender before that. He was number one. Yeah. And and you know you and you and I are always gonna have a problem with Cody being on that list, but he's always gonna be on that list, so I think we're gonna have to get over it. Yeah, they're not going to. Um, okay. Um, but I really, I really want somebody. To, you know, Brody. They didn't stick somebody with Brody. Put somebody with Brody list can be a real challenge to him. You know, I don't. You know, Christopher Daniels might be able to be that guy, but you know, I, I, I would probably rather it be somebody else. Um, Well, that has me that has me worried that they're, that we're actually going to get Cody versus um, Lance Archer now in the finals. I mean, I was hoping that Lance Archer would would somehow stop Cody from winning, and then Cody would would repay that favor to him. But now it looks like they might actually build into that as the as the as the final of the TNT title tournament, which I think sucks, honestly. Yeah, I, I really, but I, and I really don't want to see Darby lose to Cody again. No, I don't either. Um, and but the other thing I wanted to talk about was because we we didn't we didn't mention it, but that, is that I'm happy that they're building towards this elite deletion. Yeah. You know, I, I really want to see, I really wanted to see Jericho and and Hardy on the Hardy compound. Um, after we didn't get blood and guts and we can't right now. So then building to another big match besides the empty arena title match, I think is awesome. And I think that building to a, to a final deletion style match between these two is awesome as well. The only, the, the only problem with the hockey deletion there is one of them is going to have to go away. Go away. Why? Well, yeah. Why? Well, just Yeah, maybe Jericho just get more psycho. Yeah, but if you go psycho for no reason at all, then Oh, I see. Yeah, I guess we'll have to see. I, I guess I I guess I wanna trust them that they're not gonna ruin anything by doing it. You know. Yes, because they are. I think they they also have a limited roster that they have to work with right now. And I think Sean, and, and even though Sean Spears is from Canada, I I, I want to say he does he does make his make his residence currently in Florida. Okay. Yeah, so, um, and yeah. So and and the other thing, and the other fuck that, and the and the other thing is that um, if it's true that they've taped for they taped for about a month, you know it. You know, and they have to kind of go off the air for a few weeks. Then that works perfectly if the elite deletion is in that last show, in the that they recorded on. Then then they'll both have to go away for a little bit before they're back on TV. I would like to if they do have to step out for a few weeks. I would honestly like to see them go to a platform that is like 
Yeah, I think another idea would be just to would be to um show the pay-per-views too. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. Like the usual personal Right, you've seen them. <laughs> I've seen them, but but there's probably people out there that haven't wanted to wanted to, that in this that in this that in this era of streaming services haven't wanted to pay 50 or 60 bucks to watch a pay-per-view. So me, so... <laughs> you can watch them for free on TV anytime you want to. We're good. Ding dong. As if that's possible. Like uh, like, like we were talking to just a few minutes ago, next week on Kingdom of Honor, we'll be covering, uh, on Tuesday night, we'll be covering the first day of Indie Mania, which took place this weekend. So um, that's available on the WrestleTalk YouTube channel. Um, they do put up a lot of content, so you just gotta, you're going to have to sort through it and find it. But it but uh, day one aired on, on Saturday the 4th, and day two aired on Sunday the 5th, just like WrestleMania did. Um, you know, go on there, watch the shows, go to their GoFundMe page and donate or or go to their website, WrestleTalkShop.com and um, and buy a T-shirt to support that event. All every all the proceeds for uh, either the donation or for buying the T-shirt is divided among the 13 wrestling companies that help put that show together, share, um, sending them representative matches from their previous shows to show on. And and the main event of, of day one is actually a Will Ospreay match against, um, I can't remember the guy's name, but it's, it's, it's in uh, um, Melbourne city wrestling. And it's actually from right after Wrestle Kingdom this year. So it's, it's only a few months old. Um, so, you know, go, go in there and watch it and, and donate. And then we'll be here to talk about it with you guys next Tuesday. And the next Wednesday, we're going to be doing the live watch along of Dynamite 
instead of doing Dynamite After Dark. So that'd be pretty awesome. Um, tomorrow night is MCLP Radio Adventure. On Friday, we have Ms. Fan's Mystery Bag, where he's going to talk about some indie guy that he likes a lot and get Shane to watch it along with him. Not this Shane, the other Shane. That's the nice thing about Yes. So there's that. <laughs> and you also, you know, you also get to hear me live bitch and moan about there being commercials. So. God, I hope not. That's all we've got. We'll try to do better next time. This is Shane saying long days, pleasant nights, and Jeff saying goodbye. And good. G1 climax 27. Goodbye. And good night. 